0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Free the Bishops. I'm your host, Carmelite Quotes, and joining me today is my co-host, Rosary Mom. Welcome back, Mom. How's life in Scotland?
1: Hi, Carmelite. Life is wonderful in Scotland, as usual. Great to be here, and looking forward to delving into a deeply troubling situation in Nicaragua, where we're going to talk about attacks that are happening within our sacred spaces,
0: That's right. Today we're focusing on a distressing incident that unfolded just this week in Managua, and that's the desecration of the chapel called Nuestro Señor de Esquipulas, our Lord of Esquipulas Chapel. And it's bad. It's really bad.
1: Really awful. It truly is. It's it's so disheartening, Carmelite. Um, We see early on Monday morning Criminals associated with the dictators targeted the chapel, causing extensive damage to the security fences and the tabernacle. This sacred space belonging to the parish of the risen Christ in Managua holds a great significance for the local community, doesn't it?
0: It does, and you know, we saw on X, formerly known as Twitter, we saw the posts that shared the photo of the tabernacle where someone had taken what appeared to have been a machete or a hatchet and just literally demolished it. And uh, the gravity of this incident just goes beyond the physical damage because these criminals, they also stole consecrated hosts. This is an incredibly sacrilegious act and of course you and I know that just strikes at the core of our faith and it's not the first time the chapel has faced desecration you were reading about that weren't you
1: yeah Carmela um back in 2018 the criminals at that time only stole speakers from the chapel sound system again showing a complete lack of respect for the sacred space but they refrains from causing direct harm to the most precious body of Christ. However, what we see now is this time the desecration has reached a whole new level, leaving the faithful distraught and concerned for their safety of religious spaces. It's heartbreaking.
0: It is heartbreaking. And you know, what's even more troubling is the fact that, as we know, this is not an isolated incident because there have been reports of desecration occurring in different parishes this year, just this year. But the fear of retaliation from the Sandinista police makes it difficult for these priests to report these incidents to the police because they're concerned about the retaliation that could come to them personally, or retaliation against the parish itself and and that's that's the real heartbreak here
1: and and I can understand that Carmela it's again it's the fear that we've spoken about in previous episodes within Nicaragua the constant surveillance by the authorities has created an atmosphere of fear and intimidation not only with the people but within the clergy but that not only does it hamper their ability to address and prevent further desecrations, but it also poses a threat again to religious freedom in Nicaragua.
0: It is an absolute devastating moment every time this occurs. And this has been occurring at least since 2018. It's just one long episode and it's a long national nightmare uh, for the church in Nicaragua. You know, our friend, the researcher, Martha Patricia Molina, she has provided a breakdown on her website of the harassment and sacrilege. Now, there are four different reports in Spanish. The first one covered the period of time from 2018 to 2022. And in that particular report, we've seen that it's been translated into English. And you've taken a look at those statistics, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I have. It's horrifying. Horrifying.
0: What did you see in terms of being the most prevalent threat that the people, the Catholics, the priests, the bishops, the laities, what was the most prevalent threat that they experienced in that first four years?
1: Well, it would appear that 37% was attacked against the Catholic priests, the bishops and laity and second, property crimes, including sacrilege um, and profanation of the churches and the chapel, at 19%. So overall, 56% of the data is attacks and threats against the priests, bishops and laity. And property crimes of the actual sacred spaces, Carmelite. I don't know. Do we have numbers? Um, do we have the actual numbers involved in the attacks?
0: You know, I've seen the numbers that Martha Patricia provided for the five-year period from 2018 to 2023. Now, in this case, we have a number of hostilities that have been committed, the most prevalent being the attacks the repression of priests bishops seminarians deacons men and women religious she said that over the five year period from april 2018 to august 2023 there were 214 214 specific incidents that occurred over that five-year period of time. You and I, we would be shocked if there were five. I see. 214, that's ridiculous. And the second most prevalent threat or attack that occurred was 117. She documented 117 cases where there were specific attacks, churches under siege, People prevented from being able to go to mass because the police have some kind of security cordon set up. You know, if you look over the photos and, and posts on X and, and tweets from all of these time periods, you see that we have police who are literally standing at the doors of the church, preventing the people from getting into church. I can, yeah, and I can think of one specific example where, um, Father Edwin Roman, you translated one of his uh posts on X earlier today. Father Roman was standing outside his church, and there was a line, an entire cordon of police standing between Father Roman on the steps and the people out in the street who wanted to go to mass and the police were not letting them into the church. It was ridiculous. But that's not all. Martha Patricia has documented specific incidents of theft, break-ins, profanation, like we've just seen on Monday, uh, where the church has been uh, targeted by... Criminals who vandalize the exterior property, you know, uh, whether you call it graffiti, whether you call it tagging, they're taking their spray cans and their paintbrushes and they are just placing terrible, hateful messages on the walls on the churches on their security gates and it's uh it's really crazy and then of course we've seen the processions that have been prohibited and other activities that have just simply been shut down uh in the local churches by the dictatorship so the repression of bishops clergy men and women religious deacons, seminarians, and the laity uh, is, is just a an, an nightmare that is continuing to increase, and that's the problem. When we look at Martha Patricia's chart, for example, in the fourth edition, Spanish edition, of her report, she indicates that From 2018, 90 incidents, to 2023, there has been an increase from 90 up to 205 documented incidents last year. That's more than double. And how it is that, I know you and I feel passionately about this, but how it is that the church individuals, can turn a blind eye on this or ignore it, it's, it's unthinkable to you and I. It's unthinkable to the Nicaraguans because they're the ones who are living with this persecution. I, it, it, I know it gets me very upset, but you know how passionately I feel about this. And I know it upsets you too.
1: Yeah, Carmelie, I was going to mention one of the videos, you can maybe correct me, but it was outside the cathedral and you've seen a video that was posted where they were literally pulling out the pews and throwing the pews onto the streets um, with no respect whatsoever for the sacred spaces. And again, you've mentioned the police setting up setting up shop outside the churches, preventing not only preventing people from going into mass, but the fear, the, you know, the fear of them going to Mass, the intimidation of them setting foot in Mass, but not only outside the church, within the church as well. You know, listening to the prayers, making sure they don't mention Bishop Alvarez's name, um, taking note of people. It really is high levels of repression.
0: It's, it's ridiculous. And we have seen that just in our last episode, there's been a concern expressed by Pedro Molina, the editorial cartoonist, who was concerned about the fact that now we have a dozen priests from October who were sent to the Vatican. Now we have another group of 19 bishops, priests, and seminarians sent to the Vatican. But even in that group since October, no mention of them, no photos of them, no interviews with them, nothing. And so in episode 26, uh, our last episode, Pedro Molina is saying, what's going on here? What's happening with these people? And I think that's a legitimate question to ask. What is happening with the 12 and the 19 who are now in the Vatican? You and I know that certainly after months and months of imprisonment, that's got to weigh psychologically, physically, spiritually on these men of God, but also we know that beyond the healing there's a need to talk there's a need to speak out because they have not lost their voices they have not lost their indignation they have not lost their outrage their anger and i don't know what do you think should they have the opportunity to express that
1: you know, Carmelite, Um, I agree in having spoke with Nicaraguans, like you say, 12 priests in October, 19 priests just recently who have been exiled to the Vatican. Um, we've seen initially photos in October of them at mass and again with Bishop Alvarez, Bishop Isadora Mora, and tomorrow, and the clergy celebrate Mass. But apart from that, nothing, no communication. Now, I understand there has to be, as you said, a period of physical, spiritual, mental healing, of course. But what we need to remember is that the people of Nicaragua who are fearful and they love their shepherds so much and have been raising their voice and praying for their shepherds so, so much. And naturally, they're worried, they're concerned, they want to know a little bit about how are they or or some form of communication, because they're suffering psychologically, spiritually, mentally from the priests being detained and the bishops being detained and exiled. The people of Nicaragua, it would really help them I think for a little bit of communication to see, you know, here they are or a photo or something, just something, because no communication poses more uncertainty where they start to worry and, you know, more talk and what's happening. Are they okay and and especially if they're psychologically damaged because they can start to think things that maybe aren't there. So, I would say that. For not only for for the priests and the bishops and the seminarians, but for the people of their flock, they just want to know a little bit of communication from from
0: them. I think that's right. You know, to say, "Sorry, you have to uh, maintain silence now." I don't think that's fair. No. I don't think it's fair at all, because. Uh, as you say, the people want to hear from their shepherds. They, they love their shepherds. And that's why we're leaving the title, Free the Bishops, on this podcast, simply because of the fact that as long as these priests, bishops, religious, seminarians are not free to return to Nicaragua, they are not free. Exile is not freedom. So, yes, we're grateful that they are out of jail. We're grateful that they are able to walk uh, unassailed without police tailing them, threatening them, but they're not free. And the people of Nicaragua, certainly in this moment, the Catholics are not free. We talk about the bishops. We talk about the priests. We also need to keep in mind that there are Catholic laity, lay leaders from parishes who are still imprisoned. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do, I think, Mom, is to develop a list of those people so that we can share their names, so that our listeners can pray for them by name and uh, assist us in advocating for them by name. Don't you think?
1: I agree. That would be super. Absolutely.
0: We can work on that. But right now we need to work on prayer, don't we?
1: Absolutely. Um, Encourage everybody to pray for the persecuted church in Nicaragua. So encourage everyone to join hands, offer prayers, support the affected communities, and we can all unite and advocating for religious freedom and the protection of sacred spaces so that incidents like these can be prevented in the future?
0: That's right. You know, we look to how our faith strengthens us in adversity. So we're going to pray right now for the continuing needs of the persecuted church in Nicaragua. You know, as we've just stated, we're we're thankful for the release of Bishop Alvarez. We're thankful for the release of Bishop Mora and for those entire group of 19 priests, bishops, and seminarians. We're grateful that the 12 who were released in October are also safe in the vatican but they're not free so we want to remember all of them we're praying for their healing we're also praying especially for the conversion of hearts in nicaragua's leadership especially daniel ortega and rosario murillo because there will be no religious freedom in nicaragua until there is a conversion of hearts and a willingness to take steps to permit freedom to prevail so why don't you lead us in prayer rosary mom
1: of course in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle, be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
0: Amen. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Mom. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. You know, this concludes another episode of our podcast, Free the Bishop's Podcast. And we really hope that this conversation sheds light for you on the gravity of the situation for the church in Nicaragua. So please, Subscribe to our podcast so that you can get notifications of our upcoming episodes. We publish our episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we're now available on your favorite platforms like Spotify, where we do our recording, but also Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Castbox. And you can also subscribe through your RSS feed. So we're grateful that you're tuning in. Please share, please share, please subscribe. Please be an advocate. Right, Rosary Mom?
1: Yeah, thank you. And I echo Carmelite's uh, quotes. She has asked us to share and advocate. So please, please don't forget to share it with your pastors, your leaders in your diocese or local church because your support helps us in spreading awareness of the persecuted church in Nicaragua. So let's remember to support and uplift those who are facing persecution and stand together in the pursuit of justice and religious freedom. Thank you for listening today. God bless everyone. God bless.